the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Living in unity, what it looks like and how it happens, especially in light of all the denominations that we have in Christendom. That's next on Truth For Today. Living in unity, living in harmony with one another, that can be challenging. How do we do that as Christians, especially when there are so many denominations, so many factions, and we always end up bickering amongst one another? But you see, here in John 17, Jesus himself actually prays that you and I would be one, even as he and the Father are one. So has Jesus' prayer been answered? How does that all flesh out? That's what we're looking at today on Truth For Today. Won't you join us? Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's edition of Truth For Today. Philippians 2. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, and affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind. No, you want to clone? You want to make me think like you? No. But when it comes to Christ and His Word, we better have the same mind. We better think the same thing about him. I'm not talking about how you voted. I'm talking about Christ. Uh, having the same love. Well, I don't love you guys. I don't love you Christians, but I'm a Christian. No, you're not. The Word of God says you're not a Christian. They'll know us because we love one another. If God hasn't worked in you enough to make you love Christians, you don't know him. You don't know him. Just admit it. Don't go to hell saying you know him when you don't love believers. You don't know him. And the proof of it is you don't love his children. And 1 John says it over and over. Being in full accord and of one mind. You know, some people, the American Marlboro man is so independent. Nobody's going to make me think alike. I'm my own man. That's your problem. Some of you aren't made to be a part of a whole You want to be the maverick. You're a lone ranger. Well, God's sheep aren't endorsed to be lone rangers. We're a flock with one shepherd, Jesus. One body, Jesus the head. Do you feel like you're a member? Are you you the exclusive special? Humility makes you say, I'm a part of a whole. Gentleness makes you kind to all that name the name. Patience means... Oh, we may not agree on everything, but I can hold out a long time. Oh, I could put up with differences of opinion. We can bear with one another. Is that beautiful? And then he says, uh, do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Wow, that would take a miracle. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. By the way, why don't you start thinking like Christ thought? Have that humility. Let's go back to Ephesians. 
Not only the subjective part of our behavior makes for unity, he gives seven objective truths that bind all believers together. Seven. Here they are. You want to, this is the boundaries right there. You see, uh, I have people all the time that they want us to support them or they want to get together. We say, send us your doctrinal statement. Oh, it doesn't matter, brother. I just love the Lord. No, we like to see what you believe. Well, what's that got to do with unity? Everything. Well, that's rigid. Well, uh, you know there's heretics and schisms and antichrist in the world. Everything flying under the name of religion is going to heaven. Don't be naive and pious on me. We've got a lot of lying evangelists. A lot of lying TV time. I used to go to school in Dallas, and you talk about some of the world's biggest liars were on TV time and stacks of letters they never prayed over but bringing in $10 million a year. Lying like a thief and like a wolf. And too many of the saints too spiritual to call them what they are. You're lying. You're not praying over my request. You're just getting my money. And people would support that, but they wouldn't support a local church because he's really doing the work of God. Notice the unities. There is one body, and it's Presbyterian. What? It's Mennonite. It's Baptist. Well, no, no, no. There's one people of God, church, universal, that is expressed locally in local churches all over the globe. Different labels, Presbyterian, Baptist. That's all right. That's okay. But, There's one. All cults say they're the only ones going to heaven. Every cult said, if you don't do it our way, you're not going to heaven. Two. There's one spirit. Well, I got the Holy Ghost. Do you? Yeah, I'm a Christian. Well, I said, do you have the Holy Ghost? I said, I'm a Christian. God doesn't have any children that don't have the Holy Spirit. We've all got it. We're not all filled with the Spirit or acting like it. There's times we don't manifest the fruit. But I got the Spirit. I got the river. The moment I put faith in Christ, for Christ said, I'll put a river in you. This spake ye of the Holy Spirit, which he had not yet given, for the Son of Man had not been glorified. John 7, 37 through 39. We have the Spirit. All God's people are spirit people. According to Romans 8, 5 through 8, you're either in the flesh or in the Spirit. There's not three categories. You're one or the other. You're in the spirit or in the flesh. But if you're in the flesh, you're about to die. And that means probably eternal destruction. In the spirit, it's life and peace. So one spirit, he goes on. He said, uh, you were called to one hope that belongs to your call. What is the one hope? Looking for that blessed hope and appearing of the great God, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, Titus 2.11. The one hope is Christ is coming again. That's our hope. Our future has a rendezvous with Jesus Christ in which he will come for his own. Now, now we, we may, watch this now, we, not, we may not agree on the date. Some of you are pre-trib. Some of you are mid-trib, some are post-trib, and some of you are just tripping. 
You may believe in the millennium, not the millennium. Be mixed up. Help yourself. There's more confusion about dates, times, charts, and eschatology. But this is what true believers of every stripe, all male, post-male, pre-male, this is what all the trib views mean. He's coming again. He's coming again. That's our hope. Christ is coming again. And his people are longing for that. We don't set dates. We don't pull out calendars. And we may not know the name of the ten heads of the beast. But he's coming again. He goes on. One Lord. And who would that be? Jesus Christ. Revelation 19, when he rides back, his Lord of lords and kings of kings is written right across his breast. There's one Lord for the church. It's not the Pope. It's not the board. And it's not the preacher. It's Christ. The risen Christ. The exalted Christ. The only one that's really got a church is Christ. You just happen to be an employee. We just work for the Lord. We don't lord this place. He told the elders in 1 Peter, do not lord it over God's people. And that's been one of the greatest downfalls of many of preachers. They became cocky little lords, and God brings them down. You don't walk among God's people like you own them. They're God's property. I talk this way. I'm a preacher. I know better, and I know cocky preachers when I see them, and they don't last. Because God says, I oppose the proud. I'll bring you down. One Lord. One Lord. Just one. He runs the church. He's the head of the church. I can trust him. Anybody that died for me ought to be able to run me. One faith. What in the world is that? One faith. You mean we all believe the same? What is one faith? Well, faith is used two different ways in Scripture. It's used of subjective faith. Uh, my faith in Christ looks subjectively. But when Jude wrote, he said, contending for the faith. And when you read the pastoral epistles, he tells Paul to keep the faith. He puts a definite article in front of it, and it means the revealed body of truth that reveals the object of my faith. The object of my faith, yes, is Christ. But how did I find out about Christ? Through this revealed word. This reveals the faith that my subjective faith is to cling to. Now hear me. Faith is no better than its object. Faith is, you know, some people say, well, I'm saved by faith and faith. Did you know you can have faith all day in a rickety old bridge and your faith won't make it hold up? I just, I got faith. <laughs> What's that? You got your faith in the wrong place. The cults believe what they believe as strong as you probably believe what you believe. Don't tell me that a Jehovah's Witness who works my block all the time, nobody else works our neighborhood but the Jehovah Witnesses. They believe what they believe is strong or stronger than you do. But guess what? You're not saved when you believe the wrong thing. The object you believe in is almost more important than your subjective attitude. 
Because Jesus said one time, they said, Lord, you know, if you would just increase our faith, all the name it and claim it people, you need more faith, name it, claim it, cough it up, pump up that faith. Ooh, I got all kinds of faith. You're still wrong. You're still trusting the wrong object. And Jesus said, wait, 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 wait. I don't have anything this small. What? If you just, if you just had a tiny bit of faith like that of a mustard seed, and I used to see women wear it for jewelry. They'd have a mustard seed in clothes. I mean, it looks like just something flying through the air. You know, um, what? That's a seed. There's germ in that. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying all I need. He said, just a little faith in the right object will save you. A little in the right thing will save you. Now, how many of you had days, Lord, my faith is weak. It's small. Have you ever had any of those days? Boy, you're a non-responsive group. You're dishonest, too. You don't tell me. I know you have. You know better than the preacher. Sure you have. I don't know. Weak in faith. He mentions those verses. Small soul. But my anchor holds within the veil. What I'm trusting holds. I may be tossed around like a vessel in a storm, like a cork on the sea, but my anchor holds. The object I'm trusting holds. There's one faith. And the arbitrator for all true believers is one revelation. Not Joseph Smith, not, not this group. Not the, if you get beyond this, you've just made up a new religion. We bow to this. This is the one faith. Right there. Right there. Well, then he goes on to say, uh, one baptism. Oh, this is fun. What is that? Boy, there's been more church fights over baptism. Got Church of Christ, got Presbyterians and Baptists. Who's right? Church of Christ, you've got to be baptized to go to heaven. You're not saved if you don't get baptized. Are they right? No, I say they're cultic in that because they destroy justification by faith. What about Presbyterian? I want to sprinkle my baby. Well, I disagree. I don't know any place anybody's ever sprinkled in all the Bible. Nowhere. I disagree. But I went to a Presbyterian school. I said under Presbyterian saved people. Will they go to heaven because they sprinkled their baby? Yeah. Will the baby? Will the baby go to heaven? That's the issue. What if they never profess faith? Oh, this guarantees faith. Now you made up something Scripture didn't say. They've got to believe at a point. And the water won't make them believe. It doesn't make Catholics believe. And it doesn't make Methodists believe. And it doesn't make Presbyterians. You did it. They didn't do it. So we disagree on that. But the one baptism all the way through the book of Acts was they were baptized by water the moment they professed faith. And this ritual baptism, I think, is an outward witness that I've been immersed into Christ. And in Christ, I've died. I've been buried. I've been raised again. And I'm going public that I've been identified with Christ and there was no such thing as hidden witnesses or people that wouldn't go forward to be baptized. It was just a part of church life. One baptism. 
the baptism of conversion, I'm going public that I'm a follower of Christ. Now, here's the trouble. I may disagree with a man who sprinkles, let's say, but I ask him, hey, how were you baptized? Let's say, well, I was saved when I was 25. Well, they do. Well, they sprinkled me. Would that be valid baptism? The mode I disagree with, but they went public. They went public for their faith. They went, they went to a church, sprinkled. There's other groups I know. There's a group called Grace Brethren out of Winona Lake, Indiana. Grace Seminary's back there. They are tri-Baptist. Have you ever heard of a tri-Baptist? They do this. They have a formula. It's a part of Grace Brethren theology. You have to be baptized three times. They do it this way. I baptize you in the name of the Father. Bring back. In the name of the Son. And in the name of the Holy Spirit. And if they're still alive, they're a member. Okay? That's, that's, that's tri-baptism. What we do, we just hold some under longer. The more cantankerous, hold them under. Try to baptize people with their wallet. I try to put Geritol in the water, too, to get some energy for God. One baptism, one God and Father of all, who's over all and through all and in all of you. God the Father is in all of his children. So there's a union. There is a unity that has been created that we are told to maintain it two ways. By our behavior towards our brothers and sisters. Are we a humble people? Are we patient? Are we forbearing? Are we walking in the humility of Christ? That's the subjective side. Objective side, here's the uh, thing. Uh, Who do we associate with in the church world? I... uh, I read a thing by uh, Al Mohler, the president of Southern Seminary, who said he had a triage of doctrinal beliefs. And let me say this is, I think, very good. Uh, This is what he triaged. First of all, if I meet someone, do you believe in the full deity and humanity of Jesus Christ? Now, if you didn't, are you a believer? The Antichrist in 1 John denied his humanity. The Jews denied his deity. So must we bend and accommodate at this level? No. We've got to build our fences right here. You must accept the full deity and humanity of the Lord Jesus Christ, or we are not in the same family. Two, do you accept the Trinity? That there's a Father, a Son, and the Holy Spirit. I didn't say, can you explain it? Do you accept it? No, I don't believe in the Trinity. Which member does not exist? They make the Spirit an influence. They make the Father and the Son both the same person. They just change masks. In the Old Testament, it was the Father. New Testament, it's Jesus. No, the three distinct persons. Thirdly, thirdly, do you believe that a man or woman is made right with God By faith alone, in Christ alone, through grace alone, to the glory of God alone. Do you say, I'm made right with God because of baptism? I'm right with God because I'm in a certain group. I'm made right with God because I've done all these good works. Anyone that says you're not made right with God or justified by faith alone, 
You are not saved by grace. You're not saved. You're, you're saving yourself by works, and your works are another gospel. You're saved by Christ alone, faith alone. That's where we draw the boundary. Fourthly, these are the top four. Fourthly, do you accept the full authority of the Scriptures as the Word of God? Will the Bible settle the debate? Are you quoting to me Calvin, Augustine, uh, this one, that one? What do they have to do with it if God didn't say it? I'm pre-Calvin. You don't even know what that is, do you? I'm pre-Jacob Arminius. I'm pre-Augustine. They happened to fall on justification by faith, and we had a reformation because the Catholic Church buried it for a thousand years. And until a Lutheran guy, a guy that was by the name of Luther, discovered you're not justified with God by crawling on your knees at St. Peter's Basilica. And it rung out to him, Romans 1, because he's teaching at the university in Germany. A man is justified by faith in God. He's not justified by kissing the ring of saints. He's justified by faith alone. Faith alone. In Christ alone. Some of you don't even know there was a reformation. That's to your own poverty. What did they fight for to come out of the dark ages of a thousand years of vestments, candles, praying to saints, getting mom and dad out of purgatory, when all the time, did you put faith in Jesus Christ? He's the one-way ticket. There's no intermediator. You don't go through anybody else. Jesus is the straight trip to heaven. Well, uh, We can stay here all day. Our unity is both objective, divine truths we believe. I went to a conference, and I've shared it with others. Uh, Please tell them not to get in a hurry here. (laughs) And and, uh, don't you know the man of God's up here? Uh, And uh, it was a conference called uh, Building the Fences. Building the Fences. And the issue was, where do you build the fences on truth? And it was at John Piper, a church in the Midwest, great teacher. And they had a movement going at Bethel Seminary called Open Theism. Open Theism says God does not know the future. God doesn't know what you're going to do until you do it. And that's, that prophet, prophecy would be in doubt. A lot of things. But God doesn't know a lot. He doesn't know all things. So they just emasculated his uh, omniscience. And at that conference, we had a guy by the name of Sinclair Ferguson, a great Presbyterian out of Scotland. He's now uh, in South Carolina. Wonderful Bible teacher. And here Piper gets up. He said, here if a man came from Bethel Seminary who said God doesn't know everything, because he's a Baptist and in the general conference, I've got to let him join our church. But I can't let Sinclair Ferguson, because he baptizes children. Now, which one should I be able to accommodate? Where do I build the fence? Sinclair, a thoroughbred, evangelical, Bible-loving, godly man, that God is sovereign, omniscient, all powerful, and you don't mess with his nature. You leave it alone, you theologians. Or penalize him because he grew up in Presbyterianism that believes children come within the covenant 
by infant baptism. He said, I've got a lot more in common with Sinclair than I ever will be with men stripping God of his attributes. You've got to know, in Christian circles, we all may differ on liberties. Some can drink wine, some can't. If you can, don't tell everybody. Help yourself. And don't get drunk. If you get drunk, you're violating Scripture. Uh, some can this, they can't that. He already said we'll have that. We'll differ over menus. We'll differ over Christian life issues. The core, one God, one faith, one hope, one baptism, one Lord, one Spirit. Keep the main thing the main thing. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Our time today spent in God's Word to encourage you to bring you truth for today. If you have questions or comments about our time together, we would invite you to write to us. You can either visit our website and drop us an email, write to us via U.S. mail, or give us a call. Another way to reach out to us with your questions would be to simply record them on your voice memo app on your smartphone and then email that audio to tftquestions at valleybible.org. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Our website, truthfortodayradio.org. And if you're writing to us, the address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. If you have questions about the ministry of Truth For Today and how we are funded to air on this radio station, we would love to talk with you. We are listener-supported, quite simply, and no gift is too small, no gift is too large. Whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly gift, it all goes back into the radio ministry, ensuring that it airs on this radio station. So would you consider that as you reach out to us here at Truth For Today? And then we invite you to come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. 